Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played professional baseball and also played in the National Football League. And he played in the playoffs, too. Even made it to the Super Bowl. How you living, man? Man, I cannot believe we just got through an 18-week season. You're ready to roll into the playoffs, man. Uh, you know, it's happiness and sadness at the same time because football is dwindling, man. We're going to start going down from this wild card weekend to yeah. division to, you know, conference championship. Next thing you know, we're going to be nothing left but some regular season NBA and that baseball if it comes back. Well, I guess we got to – I guess we can count on the Olympics, right? I guess there's something else out there. College basketball, too, if you – College basketball, you, you know how I get down with that. But, yeah, man, I just can't, can't believe we got through it. And, you know, it's been a, a great uh, season doing this with you as uh, as always. And, you know, I guess the bonus here – this year we got some Cardinals to talk about into the playoffs, man. Indeed, man. So let's – let's uh, we got uh, – for, for this week's show, talk about how the – briefly how the Cardinals finished up the season – but more specifically, that they have in the playoffs, which is going to be the Los Angeles Rams on the road. Of course, and, and so, and then I, I want to get your thoughts on the difference between regular season, um, a regular season game and a playoff game, and just kind of the difference because you you hear people say it all the time, but you've actually lived that. So, want to definitely get your thoughts on that. So, first off, Cardinals, they 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 are. To say they're limping into the playoffs would be an understatement. They finished the season at eleven and six, so no, so no shame there. But the way in which they got to that that eleven and six record is definitely something that we that is cause for concern. They ended up uh, finishing the season playing against the Seattle Seahawks, and so we thought both of us thought that the Cardinals would come out victorious. Thought that maybe said that the the Seahawks in the second second half of the game would just say, uh, "Dealer out." I got some tea times. I got to make sure that I can that I can meet, or I have a plane to catch, or I just want to be able to to conserve my body. But they ended up pulling out a victory, thirty eight to thirty, over the Arizona Cardinals at home. And the and the Cardinals did not uh, what did they they did not win a, a, a home game. I think it was after the month of October, and that is needless to say that's disappointing. Briefly, what are some of the big things, big takeaways that you had from that game against the Seahawks? Well, you know, Jay, we had, and I think we started off even our show on Saturday, we talked about the Cardinals had everything to play for or nothing to play for at the same time. Right. They were already locked into the five. See, at worst, if they win the game and the Rams win, hey, you know, it's like being at the, the blackjack table, you know, you clap your hands and walk away from the table, you know. 
Right. If both lose, we obviously see where we ended up. But if we win and Rams lose, we could have jumped up to the third seed, Jay. So mm-hmm. with that being said, we didn't know the Rams were going to, you know, take it on the chin with the 49ers. And obviously we went out there with the mindset that we're going to play this one out and see what happens. I don't know where our minds were, though, because with everything mm. laying on the line, you come out and you let a Seahawks team come in at the time, 6-10. and 10. They had absolutely nothing to play for. We jump out on them in the fir- on the first, you know, second play from scrimmage. We yeah. get a sack fumble, yeah. recovery, run for six. Turns out to be our extra point. You got seven points. What, 25 seconds into the game, I'm like, man, we're going to roll. Yes, sir. And what happened from there, bro? It was a calamity of errors, a calamity of performance on the field, a calamity of coaching. And here we go. Instead of being a number three seed with a home game yeah. to start the round, we are now a same five seed now having to go play the Rams because they also faltered, falling mm-hmm. from a three seed to the five seed or the four seed. So now we got this matchup that we got to go do. And in my mind, man, I'm thinking how much we lost mm-hmm. with 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 in within this game, you know. And I don't know how the Cardinals managed to do it. You talk about the early start of the season, the last undefeated team, seven and zero, right? Yeah. If yep. at the beginning of the season you'd have said, well, you and I had them pick for eight wins, right? Eight mm-hmm. and nine. Yes, sir. If you'd have said to us before we even made our picks, anything, hey, would you guys be satisfied with eleven and six, making the playoffs as a wild card? We'd have been like, sign me up, give yeah. it to me. But then you go start the season seven and zero, expectations rise accordingly, and yep. you limp to a four and six finish, and it, it just it's like the fire was there, but somebody forgot to put the extra kindling on it, and then somebody left a beer or something that exploded, and <laughs> you know overnight it just before you know it, fire gone. And like I said, it's a it's a victory, success that we got into the playoffs because it is the long journey. Now the second season starts. My disappointment is, oh, what it could have been in comparison. I'll throw this out to you real quick, Jay. Yeah. Think about this. We we don't lose against the Detroit Lions on the road. Uh, at the time, a 2-11-1 team, right? Mm-hmm. Beat the Card- Panthers who came over here as pathetic as they were, just took Cam Newton off the scrap heap, bring him in here. He's used basically as a decoy and a, a run quarterback. We lose that one. Think about this. We ended up eleven and six, right? You know what a thirteen and three record would have got us, or thirteen and five, or thirteen is, and four? What? What would we'd that? Have been a, we'd have been a number two seed, mm-hmm. guaranteed your first two playoff games on the road until you would have had to eventually, if go you to mean play at home, the, at home. Yeah, that's what I meant. On at home. Thanks for correcting me. Two games at home minimum. You win those two, then your reward is you then have to go to face. Green Bay, but hey, it's the NFC Championship game. Right. That would have been your path instead of now, basically all three of your uh, uh, playoff games at one, obviously at minimum, because you got to win that one first, but you could have a max of three on the road when all that other stuff was at stake for you. So, I mean, I just, like I said, it's a, a success on the season that we got to the playoffs, disappointing how we walked into them instead of running and kicking the door open. So some of the what we'll, we'll continue to talk about in terms of different things will probably help refer back to this most recent game and some of the things that we saw, some of the, the trends that came out of, especially out of the last six six weeks of the season. One of the things that, that 
as we look slightly ahead to the uh, to the to the playoff game this this Monday is 190 rushing yards. That is what the Arizona Cardinals defense gave up. 190 rushing yards to uh, to Penny, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I mean, when we when we start to look at there was a I sent a link to you uh, on the on the rundown sheet in terms of some of the things that that the Cardinals not the Cardinals but the Rams uh, from the from Rams uh, the the RamsWire.com where they mentioned these are the four things that the the Rams need to exploit in order to from the Cardinals in order to be able to win this game and one of the things they mentioned is run defense the the. Let's let's focus on that a little bit. In addition to the the, the secondary being banged up, but the run defense—you can't give up 190 rushing yards. I don't care if it's the final week of the season or if it's a playoff game, especially where it's all one and done. But focus on that a little bit. Your thoughts on this run defense? Are they going to be able to shore that up with you know this week when they when they play on Monday? Well, Jay, if they'd have shown me signs throughout the year. That that was something. It was a problem here and there. I say yes, but this has been an issue from week one of the season. We've seen the the biggest weakness of this team has been the rust uh, defense, and teams that have concentrated on it and not gotten away from it too soon have exploited it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you look at what Penny did: twenty three rushes, one hundred ninety yards. And the one thing I always bring out is it's. You know, I talked about this some weeks ago. Your running game should be like a hammer or no, a hammer, an axe to a tree. You just got to keep chopping at it, man. You got to keep chopping at it. And mm-hmm. that's what teams do. The good teams, they don't come in as like in the first or two second series. Yeah, that's not working. We're just, hey, let's, let's just drop back and throw the ball all over the place and see what happens. The good teams keep chopping away, chopping away. And then what happens? You get three here. You break one for a seven, eight. You'll get three, four, five here. All of a sudden, Penny breaks away for 62 yards later in the game because your your front is more fatigued. Uh, their the offensive line is just they're getting stronger and stronger as the game goes on, more confident. Uh, you know, you you call the the ideal play against whatever defensive front, and boom, you get a big break. And the you saw what India, the Colts did just a few weeks ago. They right. didn't blow us out of the water with their run game, but they stayed at it just enough, keep hammering right. at it. And they got enough, as much as they needed. Then you don't have to rely on a Carson Wentz to put everything on his shoulders. We saw what can happen when you ask Carson Wentz. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Jacksonville. Sir. I mean, come on. That's just pathetic. But like I said, they same they came over here in our place a few weeks ago and did just enough with their running game. Now, if you're the Rams, I mean, you're looking at that and you're like, look, we'd be stupid not to come in here with an attack to exploit that front. I know we're getting potentially – you know, superstar J.J. Watt back. I mean, that might be a possibility. But they weren't doing all that much before his absence, and they definitely haven't been doing much since his absence. So that's definitely something that, you know, you, your question, let me ask you, answer your question. You, Denny said it the best years and years ago. You are who we thought you were. Right. And I know he said it in different terms about the Chicago Bears. They are who we thought they were. The Cardinals are who we've seen who they are. Mm. And at this stage in the season, if you're trying to fix something, man, there ain't time to be fixing it. This one used to be a clicking on all cylinders and rolling. Not when you get to the playoffs, it's not time to try to 
you know, hey, we need to tighten that up a little bit. It's a little too late to be tightening it up. That's like a NASCAR driver, you know, with loose lug nuts and stuff like that. Hey, y'all should have took care of that when you were in right. the, you know, what what they call them when they're riding around the, in the, the pit stop. You should have took care of that in the pit stop, meaning earlier in the year. That's not no time to be trying to fix it now. So it's interesting because I think this what this uh, this Rams Wire uh, article that, that I'm referring to is is great talking points for us to be able to see kind of how you feel and how we look at the way in which the Cardinals um, the, with the Cardinals chances. So as we look at Kyler Murray, will Kyler Murray be able to have uh, kind of a breakout game? Of course, this is his first playoff game. Uh, how will he perform? And the second thing that the article mentions is that the pass protection of the Arizona Cardinals is an area in which the Rams can apply pressure and exploit in terms of a weakness. Do you feel that way? Or because we, one of the things that we've seen is that yes, when Kyler runs and he gets out of the pocket and yes, he can, he can do some things with his feet, but if you keep him in that pocket, and if you, if that pocket breaks down and he does that chuck and duck sometimes, as we like to say mm-hmm. that, it might not lead to an interception, but it may lead to some stalled drives. Are they right or are they wrong on this one? I think they're spot on, Jay. And I'll bring this point up. This is something that I feel like I'm over, you know, it's been all year I've been talking about this. There are a couple of things. One, Kyler can make the offensive line sometimes look better than they are when he's at the peak okay. of his performance. He's escaping. Their numbers look great because he's not going down with sacks and things like that. The same can be sometimes said in reverse. Sometimes he makes them look very bad. And mm. sometimes it's not necessarily their mistake. I've watched them. The, 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 the Seahawks got after them this week. Yeah. Five sacks. Um, and if you notice, Jay, a number of those sacks were defensive ends going straight up the field, putting pressure on the outside wall, right? right. No escapability for them. But then when you follow that up by with pressure up the middle, so now he's got no escape out with that spin move out left or out right, right? Right. Now everything's coming into his face. A couple things happen. One, he's having trouble seeing through the trees, seeing what's going on down the field, especially when the rush is staying tall and coming right into his lap. Another thing that I'm yet to see consistently, we see Brady do it. We see Rodgers do it. You see all these other guys step up into the pocket. Right. Step up into the pocket. And I'm not saying run into the rush. But sometimes it's just little, little small details in your footwork. You step up a step and you take a little hitch to the left where now you can see and it's clear you throw the ball down the field. He's getting to the point now when the pressure's coming outside, it's up in front. He's getting that point where he starts that spin move and all of a sudden he's down. He just goes down without even trying to get around that edge because he knows that if they're disciplined out there, he's got nowhere to go. He's not stepping up into the pocket. And then right. even there are times when he gets the ball away before it gets to him. What's he doing? He's doing the good old chuck and duck. He's not looking where he's throwing the ball because he's so concerned and cannot see through the rush. This is something that's going to be a problem for him throughout his career if he doesn't work on those little things, maybe get a coach or somebody who can, you know, because we all talk about they talk about these quarterback gurus all the time, and they all some of the best ones, they go see guys during the offseason to work on parts of their game. Right. I'm not sure if he has the ego to say, hey, I need to work on this. That will forever be a problem for him because teams, I guarantee you, in the Rams meeting room, they're looking at last game they played against us. Their success was Floyd and those guys all coming up strong on the outside, pressure up the middle, 
confuse him, make him, you know, unable to see things, and then they get after him. The right. times when they uh, took and peeked inside too much from the edges, boom, he's out on the on the perimeter and gone. So that's his new kryptonite until he fixes that. And I'm not saying every because every team can't do it mm-hmm. because you have to have the personnel. Right. But the teams that can perform that and do that are going to be the teams that give us issues, and that's what I'm looking at. You know, like I said, the offensive line, they can only do what they do. They, you know, it gives you, a, you know, however many seconds is acceptable. Sometimes you got to make the plays by stepping up. and Sometimes you got to make the plays, Jay, Jay, knowing you might take a hit. How many yeah. times have we talked about quarterbacks that st- stood in there and took the hit? It was like he saw it coming, but he knew where he wanted to go with the ball and he knew how much time he needed, waited to that last second, might have took the hit, but he got the ball off. I, I'm still yet to see some of that with Kyler. The third thing that the, the the article mentions is linebacker play, and I don't want to spend much time on. It. I think that's valid. Just the fact that they're, you know, you look at Zayvon Collins, you look at Isaiah Simmons, and so, um, yeah. So I think that and then Hicks Hicks will be in there as well. So I think there's there's something to be said for that. So I, what I want to do is touch on something that was a strength in the beginning of the season. Their number four there, the strength in the beginning of the season, which was the cornerback position, we thought that that was going to possibly be uh, an area of weakness. But you know, Alford before before going out with injury, uh, you know, was, was performing at such a level, and so the just that overall position group was as such. But injuries have made it such that this is now a weakness. You have a Matthew Stafford, who who's who's one of those guys that everybody loves to just talk about how great he is and how he was just in a bad situation, et cetera, et cetera. Well, is he going to be able to take advantage of this depleted secondary and and be able to apply pressure in that way? Or is he going to give this game away by throwing some of those ill-timed interceptions? Your thoughts on that one? That, that's a great point, Zan. I, I did a podcast for the Rams yesterday. And yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah. how are they looking at it? They got to be a little nervous, too. They're exactly that. And it's, you know, I, I actually brought up the point, you know, because I was asked about, you know, what might be one of the X factors in this game. I said the fact that Matthew Stafford, for some unexplained reason, every now and then he likes just likes to give you one. And when I say give you one, I'm talking about pick six out of nowhere or some throw that it's like, what was he looking at? And that could be the goal. That could be just the break we're looking for, the, the, the thing that either gives us momentum or takes momentum from them and even dashes their hopes, uh, something that, you know, Stafford, for whatever reason, has been doing recently. I don't know. Um, this is a scary matchup, one, because the Rams are getting, and I know we'll get into the matchup more, but they're getting help back with Akers mm-hmm. to assist Sony Michelle in their running game. So that's going to be a little stronger. And then you got to deal with Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Jefferson out there. And that's not – you know, that's, and I know our secondary has been playing a little better, but that's a tall order to ask, especially if they're gassing us with the run. And now you have to send extra support down and guys get a little nosy with, with what's going on at the line of scrimmage or shortly thereafter the line of scrimmage. And that's when those plays over the top happen. And we know Stafford, as many as he can give away, he, he's good for a couple of those uh, deep threats that can take your heart away in a matter of seconds. 
So let so what do the Arizona Cardinals need to do where to to be in a position to win this game? We know that the the Rams are going. You mentioned uh, scrap heap. The the Rams have brought somebody out of retirement, uh, and so to get back in the secondary, uh, Eric Weddle is going to be is going to be playing or be available for this this uh, playoff game. What do the Arizona Cardinals need to do to be victorious? Now, as I ask that, keep this in mind. I heard somebody. I think it was on. Um, Matter of fact, it was on uh, 98.7, so so the the Cardinals, uh, you know, flagship station, where the morning show mentioned that somebody came on. Uh, there was a guest that said this: that maybe it was that them going on the road instead of doing all the different movements and machinations on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, instead of that, because you're going to be having that crowd noise, even though it is LA that you'll at least simplify it. So you're, you're just going to do what you do best as opposed to trying to be, get fancy. Is there anything to that? And what do you think the Cardinals need to do to try to win this game? Well, you know, Jay, I've been saying it all year and you have as well. In this situation, we when the Cardinals were at their best in that 7-0 and stretch and even a few games after that, they were consistently running the ball. And I'm not saying just from the running back position, jet sweeps, whatever you got to do. You have to run the ball to establish that first. And in these last few weeks, for whatever reason, and I know Connor's been dinged. Uh, I think we might have to look at the report to see where he is in terms of getting back on the field for this one. I would be very surprised if he wasn't. Right. But even if he's not at 100%, this time of the year is when it's all hands on deck. I don't care if you got bones sticking out, whatever it is, hey, put some tape on it. Uh, let's get out there because there is no next week if we lose. So we'll see who's on board for this one. But for me, the Cardinals cannot go over there and get away from a running game and then expect, you know, with, with that defense that they have uh, up front, coming from the size with those linebackers and everything they have lurking in that secondary. You can't go over there, in my opinion. You know, and I, I, here's the thing, Jay. There's all – there's something to be said for being creative. And there's a couple wrinkles here and there are, are great. I think you definitely have to have some different things in your package, whether it be a, you know, handoff and a pass from a running back or a wide receiver, whatever it is. You can have those. But you have to establish, in my opinion, ground game. Mm-hmm. And clock time of management, and then cl- uh, clock management as well, knowing when to put your foot on the pedal or, hey, no time to be taking risks here. Let's back off because that extra possession we give them because we did something stupid might, you know, cost us. So this this time of year, man, every mistake and everything you do is magnified because when you lose, I mean, there's no, okay, we'll get them next week. So for me, if you want to make this a success, you go over there with the intention. I don't care how long it takes us. We're going to establish some some hand-to-hand combat up front. We're going to run the ball, uh, whoever we have there in the backfield with us. As far as our passing game, you know, we're going to spread it around. We're going to try to protect Kyle as much as possible. Every now and then, if we have to get him off his mark, you know, we can roll out. We can do this and that. And then the other thing is utilize his legs. For some reason, it really does seem like he has not run as much Sometime on design, it, it almost seems like he's not running on purpose. And for me, Kyler is always at his best when you have no idea when he might hit that eject button, pick you up 16, 17, and let's move on to the next play. I haven't seen that, that what I call that turbo lately. And maybe the ankle injury is lingering and stuff like that. But, you know, this isn't a game where you get cute. This is a game where we're going to go over there 
And like I said, the, you know how NBA basketball during the regular season, Jay, is yeah. all about three pointers and everybody just putting them up. Right. What happens in the in the in the postseason? It's slow down. It's a half court game. We're gonna make you know every possessing counts. Same thing for the playoffs. Every possessing counts, and there's no time to get cute. If we have to, you know, go out there and grind it out. A win is a win. But like I said, we'll see. Um, the Rams obviously have had our number for quite a while. We did get one there earlier this year, but it's going to be a tall task to go over there and grab one this time around. So when you look at, and again, I know it was, uh, I always like to give you a hard time about uh, about JJ Watt, <laughs> but is it the if he does play? Right. So let's say if he does play and just if he's able to help to provide a little bit more pressure on the quarter, at least to push a little bit, that gives that's less time that the that the cornerbacks have to cover because the quarterback is going to try to be getting rid of that ball. And and so maybe there's an opportunity for a turnover or at least maybe a deflection or just an incomplete pass just in general. Those things matter. Right. Yeah. And he could be the wild card. I mean, he's coming back in here. Nobody's seen him. For ten weeks, Jay. Nobody's seen him for ten weeks, right? I mean, week week seven around there. He, you know, that's a whole lot of money for seven weeks of work. But I digress. <laughs> but I mean, he could be a wild card in terms of he comes out and he balls out. But the, the the thing that I have to go back to before he got hurt, Jay, he was just a dude out there. He might maybe teams were doubling him, and you know, which is a good thing because you have to pay more attention to him. Might free somebody else up. But his numbers wasn't weren't what I call he wasn't you know, setting the world on fire. So if he comes back, the other thing that I, I, I bro, it's going to be like a preseason game for him, I meaning his conditioning. I don't right. care how much you're doing on the side. Woo, you get out there for this type. So his snaps might be limited. You right. know, they might use him situationally, which, you know, the effectiveness, who knows how it's going to be there if he's in and out. Say if they have 65, 70 plays, I couldn't expect him for more than 35 or so out there on the field. Not with what he's getting ready. This is you. You asked the question. I think you had it in the run seat the difference between regular season and postseason. Yes, sir. Talk about it. All right. You you play Madden just like I do, right? Yes, sir. Imagine playing it on rookie level, right? <laughs> That's preseason. I mean, we all know. And anybody who's out there who's played Madden or any type of video game, you know, there's different levels. You play on rookie because you want to beat it up, you know. <laughs> yes. you, wanna, you go through a season, you're 18 or 16 and 0, you know, your MVP, your quarterback has 50 touchdowns, no interceptions, right? Then you want to bump it up. You want to go and play all pro. Okay, yeah. that's the regular season. That's when you have a little more interceptions. They call some penalties on you. Now you might be 14 and 2, uh, but you still get through the playoffs and all that kind of stuff, you know, and still <laughs> the MVP and all kind of stuff. All right, bro, go ahead and put on all Madden and then play with the Jaguars. <laughs> right? Now all of a sudden, bro, you might be old and sick. And what I'm saying is every portion of the season picks up with speed and intensity like you can't imagine. My first time in the end, my first training camp in the NFL, after coming from the World League, I was like, oh, my God, these are grown men out here. And this yeah. is fast. You know, this is just training camp. I'm like, ooh, get to the preseason. And I'm still like, oh, my Lord. Man, I got to the regular season. It was like somebody turned the dial up times two. Mm. And the hitting was that much more fierce. And, you know, regular season dudes just trying to – everybody's trying to get through it. Hey, we ain't trying to get her out here, bro. You know, hey, you know, you just let me know. If you can cut me off, just let me know. That I, just don't cut my legs out. Don't cut my legs. So, you know, regular season, bro, all bets are off. 
If I got to get you down, I'm doing it by any way I can, by hook or crook. So if I got to cut you on the backside, hey, bro, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. You know, when you get to the postseason, bro, you would slap your own mama if you had to <laughs> to get a block done or whatever it is. And that's how it's – I mean, it's so fast. And the reason – because, Jake, in the playoffs, I mentioned to you, now you're going through a 17, now 18-game season, right? Yeah. This game in front of us is the next – Missing of mine, meaning I love this playoff money. I love, hold, so love a little more of it. If we go out here and we we going home tomorrow, and you are so close to the golden pride, you right. see that NFC Championship ring I have, right, Jay? Yes, sir. That did not come without sacrifice, a little blood, a whole lot of sweat, and even some tears mixed in there mm-hmm. because that struggle is real. Once you get to the postseason, bro, it is so close, and there are so many dudes that I know that have played – Played a whole lot longer than I did. Whole lot more snaps. They don't have that ring, and I can tell you, I put the sacrifice in for that thing, and it all came from what we, like I said, when we got to that postseason. Man, we were on a mission, and starting now, every team is on that same mission. And I just wonder about the Cardinals. I just they've the fire that the lack of fire and everything they showed me over these last ten weeks. Just you know, it just like I said, I'm I'm a little worried, bro. Okay, so let's transition then. So the 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 game is played on Monday. So you hear about the I want your thoughts on on this Monday this Monday game. Would you like that if you were in the playoffs? I mean, being in the playoffs, yeah. But you don't you get it's the extra little, day, but then you get a shorter week. It's a little weird, man. I you know I I'm a big fan of everybody playing equal amount. You know, like days and stuff like that, especially in the playoffs. And they very easily could have split it up and did a three and three on Saturday and Sunday, but they decided to go into Monday. And I mean, I mean, it's, you know, it's all about, it's all about that money, bro. Oh yeah. It's all about that money. So, you know, players don't have any choice in that. If I was still playing, I'd be like, well, they told us we got to play on Monday. We got to play on Monday. (laughs) You know, what's me, what's me running my mouth going to do? So, right. (laughs) And I'm sure all the players think the same thing. Some might like it. Some might hate it. I, I just think, you know, at this time of the year, uh, you know, whatever your issue is, you better get over it because it's playoff time. All right, so playoff time. What do you? What do you got winning this one? The uh, so we got the Cardinals heading to Los Angeles to play the Rams, and we know how loud that state. Oh, well, anyway, so <laughs> Cardinals going in to play the Rams. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'll let you go second. I'll, I'll go first. This. I think the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to pull this one out. Why? Because I think for some reason, and this is what this the the sample size of this season has shown that they. So for some reason they maybe they're they come together on the road and at home it is it's proven by their lackluster and embarrassing record at home that they that they just can't get it done and I think that they'll be able to get that done on the road in Los Angeles so I got the Cardinals winning I got them in a close one maybe it'll be it, it might be a high scoring one it might be yeah let's see maybe thirty to twenty seven okay. I, I, you know, I'm and all year the Cardinals have proven us wrong, and at the same time they've proven us right. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's like when we at least expected, like they go over to Dallas after losing three in a row, and I'm like, what do you think's going to happen? And they go get a victory. Um, this one's one of those tricky ones, and I, I'm impressed that you actually jumped out on the ledge like that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you on the ledge by yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know you're my brother, Jay. But Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is the reason why. If we were facing any other team other than the Rams, mm-hmm. I would say, you know what, this would be their time when they might shock us. The fact that they got one earlier this year, finally broke that streak, however many it was, against the Rams. We got one and it was like, hey, we're on our way. Then we turn around and let them come over and get one from us. So we're right back at square one. For some reason, San Francisco seems to be the kryptonite of McVay and the Rams. Okay. The Rams have been the kryptonite of the Cardinals for quite some bit of time, even though we got that one not too long ago. This is true. I'm looking at two head coaches, one unproven because he's never been there, meaning Kingsbury, against McVay, who's yeah. taken a team to the Super Bowl. Their roster is just as good as ours. I know we got a lot of great pieces, quarterback, you know, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm looking at what they have and what they've done and the fact that, like I said, we we, we slayed the dragon earlier. But you know what we didn't do, Jay? Jay? What's that? We didn't chop that dragon's head off. Ooh, okay. A second victory this year would have chopped the dragon's head off. One, it would have eliminated them from even having a chance to win the division, so we might not have even seen them. But then we gave them life again by them coming over here, getting that victory. And then in turn, they go ahead and win the division. And we manhandled. We had a stronghold on all the way through the year. I'm looking at the vision of McVay confidently standing on his sideline. And our head coach, if something gets him rattled, bruh, them papers might, they might fall out of his hand. Usually they're shaking. We might have a couple of brain scratches like, wait a minute, what did he just do? Or, and for me, this is – and I'll, hopefully I'm wrong. I said, in this instance, we both won't be wrong. I'll just be wrong. You'll be right. <laughs> right. So half of the Believe podcast will have believed, and I didn't. But for <laughs> me, I got Rams. And I'm not thinking it's going to be a blowout, but I'm thinking Rams 27, Cardinals 23, somewhere in that area. All right. There we go. So we will be back next week with a recap of this uh, of this uh, this Monday night wild card game between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We do this every week. So tell a friend to tell a friend about Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And as always, we are presented by Bet Online. And we always say around this time, are you kidding? One last thing, Jay. I want to thank you and I together. Thank the Believe uh, platform for, you know, obviously we'll be back, but been a great season with you, bro, doing our radio show and everything like that. I want to give Believe props for, you know, believing in us to continue to carry this on. But yes, uh, like I say, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been fun, man. We'll see what these Cardinals can do to finish out. Give them another one. Are you kidding? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.